hope you guys are all celebrating some big adulting milestones this season. And you know what? Finding the perfect gift for those celebrations can be kind of tough. I have the solution over at grownupgear.com. We have adorable hats, totes, mugs, pillows, tees, and seriously, the most cozy and comfortable sweatshirts. They're all on grownupgear.com and all at affordable prices. We even now have digital gift certificates. If you can't decide, use code GROWNUP for 15% off your first order. Buying from our small business helps to support this free podcast. And you know what? We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And I have to admit, I laughed, I cried. Though There was a lot of tears because I connected with these people and their stories it is really awesome seeing where they started in the beginning of the show and where they end. You're listening to Money Tips for Financial Grownups with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grownup. And you know what? When it comes to money, being a grownup is hard, but together we've got this. Welcome, my grown-up friends, to our first ever Financial Grown-Up Summer Watch Party series. During COVID, you guys, I had a chance to check out some streaming shows, and there's a lot of uncovered gems out there that have really got amazing money lessons. So I thought, what a great idea to highlight a few of them in a little summer mini-series for everybody. So we're going to highlight some of my personal favorites, and then we're going to go over the money tips from them in the coming weeks. Now, for this episode, I am so excited to be joined by my friend, financial wellness guru, Jason Vitug, author of You Only Live Once, The Roadmap to Wellness and a Purposeful Life. Also, the brains behind Frugal, spelled with a P-H-R-O-O-G-A-L. Did I spell that right, Jason? You got it absolutely correctly. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Jason, wait, you joined the podcasting world. You just launched your own podcast. I have. It's Live Financially Well. So I decided let's just jump in it and have awesome conversations with myself. So I'll be reading articles and giving commentary and insights on the articles that I've written. So it's a new way to kind of digest the information and the knowledge that I've written about. Well, and a lot of people like to hear the audio of articles in that it's kind of like books on tape, frugal on tape, right? It is. And it's humbling when my brothers and sisters who are part of my target market, they don't read my articles or my blog. And they call me or they text me. And so I was recording and sending it to them because they have busy lives and they prefer or they're auditory learners. They learn listening as opposed to sitting down and reading an article. And I figure there might be way more people and just like your listeners who learn through, through voice versus written word. And also through watching. I mean, I do a lot of book recommendations on this podcast. And, you know, I guess that same idea inspired me to do this summer watch series because I think a lot of people like to consume content and maybe learn through video. I think that's something we learned over the pandemic with everybody learning stuff and, and having meetings over Zoom. Yes, there can be too much Zoom. Absolutely. But we also can actually learn a lot through video, right? We really do. That's why I'm excited about this discussion today, because it's a different form of learning so entertainment or edutainment. So this this is going to be exciting. Edutainment. Okay. I have a bunch of shows picked out for this Summer Watch series, most of which are sort of, I would say, underappreciated and undiscovered. And one of them that's definitely underappreciated is a show called 
going from broke. It is on Crackle. Our mutual friend, Tanya Rapley, is part of it. The show is in its second season. Fun fact, it is produced by Ashton Kutcher, who does make occasional appearances. Jason, tell us a little about the show. Well, the basic premise for Going for Broke is is that each episode features someone who is, well, broke. Basically, they need an intervention. They need some guidance. It's hosted by Dan Rosenwig, uh, CEO of Chegg, and our friend, financial expert, Tanya Rapley, who helps young professionals, young individuals become the CEO of their own lives. Okay, so each episode is about a half an hour, and it has kind of a classic reality TV structure in that the hosts come in, they do a little preview of what we're going to see, then they do a debrief with the guests to figure out what exactly is going on. Then we see the person change their bad habits or make some tough decisions, and then there's progress reports at the end. Jason, okay, besides the fact that we both adore Tanya, what's your take on the show? It is really an amazing show. Just the great casting. One of the key things that I love about shows that talk about personal finance is when it humanizes the individual. And often we kind of look at the financial aspect, just the numbers, not the emotional or the personal side. And this show does a great job in choosing people with compelling stories. So they're not just broke because they've made financial mistakes. They're broke because there's a ton of different different aspects when it comes to their life that cause them to take on debt or to live with like above their means. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these people are doing amazing things with their life. I mean, one of the people featured is someone called the Donovan. So he's a musician. He's super talented at what he does. Huge personality, very giving, but yet behind the scenes, it's a mess, right? It is. And I have to say that the Donovan needs his own show. He was endearing (laughs) and I was just laughing throughout the whole entire episode. Like He was so dependent on his income from his gigs. And when his gigs stopped during the the pandemic, well, what happens? There was no money coming in and he was relying on his savings and then relying on credit and it was exacerbating his financial issues. And all of a sudden he was in a situation where he was unhappy with his life. And that's where I related. Yeah. And also he has a very colorful personality, a very over the top lifestyle, but yet he didn't really see it that way. And it really was so, as you said, I mean, endearing is just the best word for the Donovan because- If he didn't have that personality, when things would come up, like his not being able to handle tasks that so many of us take for granted, like just basic cleaning your house, mowing your lawn, although not that I've ever done that, you watching him sort of cave was so like, you just wanted to give the guy a hug because even though he was saying things that sounded crazy, you know, watching him adapt his self-care routine to more frugal approaches was the best. It was hilarious. And I was smiling throughout the episode. And the fact that, yes, I've washed my own dishes, I've cleaned my own house, I've mowed my own lawn, but I cannot play two pianos at once. And the Donovan can play two pianos at once. So that goes to show you where his talent lies and where he was using his money to help him in other aspects of his life. But when you get that financial situation where income isn't coming in, you're going to have to make drastic changes. And he was hilarious in terms of wanting to keep his routine when it comes to his self-care. The lawn was awesome at the final part of the show was just amazing. And I was cracking up and I couldn't wait to watch another episode. Oh, totally. And by the way, 
every episode you have to watch to the end because the closing credits, they put in the funniest clips that just leave you with this feeling where you are just rooting for them and so happy for them that they've achieved whatever it is they achieved over the episode. And the other common theme that I saw in the casting was that these were people that were very successful and they were also generally very giving people. For example, there was someone in the first episode who had been an athlete and he definitely had a penchant for buying expensive sneakers, but he was also paying tuition, I think for, was it his little brother? I mean, these are giving people. These are all giving people. So in that first episode of season one, his name was Obi. He was a former track athlete and a CEO of his own company. He felt in charge of having to, to take care of his parent and his brother who would be going to college and th- this is just one example of the many episodes where it isn't selfish people or people who are broke because they're living way above their means and they don't care about anyone else but themselves. They're actually individuals who have responsibilities and they care about their family members, their neighbors, their community. And and so part of their well-being, when, when you think about it that way, is taking care of others. And they explore this. Well, what happens when your finances fall apart and you become broke and you still have these responsibilities? And so that was one. And one other show that got me was the mother with the special needs child. And she, yeah, so she was in dire straits and she relied on credit cards to supplement her income. And so the first take is, okay, you need to stop using credit and you need to do X, Y, and Z, such as rent out room for Airbnb. So these are practical tips. That's what I love. They give practical tips to help people manage their finances and kind of stop being broke. But then there's a point where she wanted to continue to spend eight weeks vacation in Mexico. Part of that was you could say, okay, well, that's luxurious spending. Why would you spend eight weeks, all that cash to go to Mexico? And she shares that is the only place and time where she sees her special needs daughter smiling and being happy. And so you have to connect with people in that human element where we make these financial decisions and we think it's just the numbers, but there's always something deeper behind it. And so for that place, automatically I said, okay, stop going. You can't go to Mexico. That would probably be my advice, just like what they started with. And then towards the end, they're like, well, yes, that's how you should be spending your money, especially when it's helping your child. Yeah. I mean, like you said, they're very direct. They're very blunt. They're very understanding. I love an episode where they literally, I mean, this guy, he he felt that he was a contractor basically, and he bought a Prius to save money because it's much more fuel efficient. But then he literally bought a truck because he felt that when he went to bid on jobs, no one would give him the job if he wasn't driving a truck. And they convinced him to sell. I don't know if you saw this episode. They convinced him to sell the truck. And you know what? He was still closing the deals, but he needed an outside person to show him that. So having that outside perspective and and they do make people sell things. I mean, we were talking about Obi. Obi literally, this is a spoiler, literally sells shoes that he is wearing. He bought some expensive sneakers. They made him take them off his feet. It's just an awesome show. 
It really is. And I'm a former sneakerhead. So I used to have those expensive sneakers. And so I related to him when the buyer wanted the shoes off his feet and he was going to give a pretty penny. And that is a tough decision. And, and some people might say, it's just sneakers. I'm telling you from a former sneakerhead, it's not just sneakers. There's a lot tied into it. And so for him to do that just showed some growth. And I love that about the show. All right, let's get to some of the lesson takeaways. Here's some of the money tips slash lessons from the show. First of all, I think there's a lot of perspective and understanding. For example, a lot of the spending that we see seems ridiculous, but it's brought to us in empathy and with love. And I think that's a great thing to understand that we're all human and different things have, we all have different values, right? Absolutely. And that kind of leads into that circumstances change and season two takes place during the pandemic and the pandemic has changed the lives of so many people and understanding that there are external factors that impact our finances. Totally. Um, debtors, you know, a lot of us can be very judgy when it comes to people in debt, but the truth is a lot of the things that put them in debt are things that could easily happen to any of us. And, you know, they're very specific down to exactly where the money is spent and we can all relate. I mean, shutting down Amazon or not feeling like you have control over your life. If you don't, you know, have that money to spend, who hasn't been there at some time, if we're all being honest. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I've been there. And what's often necessary is doing this these line-by-line breakdowns. And they do this really well from our friend Tanya, who goes through the budget. And this is kind of like an indication that most people are successful with what they do and with their finances until something happens. And when something happens, we have to start asking the question, well, where did the where's the money going? Yeah. And also, look, they do tell the people that are sort of the stars of the show that they have to negotiate. They need to go in and get better deals. For example, if they have a lot of credit card debt, they need to figure out how best to manage it without just kind of continuing to pay it down. You can call up the people that you owe money to and make a better deal for yourself. And I think that's valuable too, to be your own self-advocate. Yeah. It's really making those tough decisions. And sometimes those tough decisions are things like, opening up your house to a roommate. And if you're used to living by yourself and having someone live in your house is quite a change. And so there's another person that we, we talked about, Obi selling his sneakers and others who decided to live with relatives and Airbnb that home. And so there, there are all these decisions that need to be made in order to get your finances from where they are to where you want them to be. And they're, all, they're not easy. They're tough, but you need to make these tough decisions and they help them through that. Yeah. I mean, they had to sell stuff that was literally part of their identity that's a really hard thing. There's a lot of tough love in this show. I mean, there's a great line from Dan Rosenzweig um, to a guest who kept talking about how much money they make. And he was like, no, you don't make money. You generate revenue. There is a difference. And then this was the guy who had to sell his truck. Um, Gary Vee yelled at him for a while and told him to Google the word profit. And he literally, Gary Vee starts yelling. It was such a great scene. Gary Vee is yelling at this guy saying, sell everything you own. And then he he said a lot of other mean stuff. So I won't spoil that. You guys can watch that episode. It's awesome because it, it really crosses a line that a lot of financial shows are just too polite to cross. But they get really kind of, they just, let's just say that. I don't know. I'll leave it there. There's a lot of emotional intelligence in the show. There really is a lot. Yes. And I have to admit, I laughed, I cried. Though there, there was a lot of tears because I connected with these people and their stories and 
it is really awesome seeing where they start in the beginning of the show and where they end. And as you mentioned, stay tuned till the end credits because you're going to crack up. Yeah, absolutely. And the other the other thing is there's sort of an Easter egg in this. I mean, look, it's not a surprise. It is produced by Ashton Kutcher's production company. So he knows people. So in addition to Ashton Kutcher, there's a lot of celebrity appearances. I guess we can spoil some of them. We won't say which shows they're in, but um, I know Demi Lovato was in one and Jewel was in one. Who else do you remember spotting? Uh, there were executives such as the executive for Airbnb was there. And so there are a number, but the Demi Lovato one, when you get to that episode was great because it shows that people who have achieved success in their careers and have the spotlight on them do have financial struggles and issues as well. And so it's all connected. And I love that. Yeah. The show just makes so much sense. I wish I had discovered it earlier. I'm glad there's two seasons. I hope they do more. I also, as we mentioned, we're a fan of Tanya's. I also had remembered that I interviewed um, Dan Rosenzweig when I was a reporter at Reuters. He was at Yahoo, where he was, I believe, the COO. He's the CEO of Chegg. The program, as I mentioned, produced by Ashton Kutcher is sponsored by Chegg, and there's definitely corporate support. And I love to see that. I think it's great. Chegg's an educational company, and this is a wonderful way to both get their message out and also do some great Finlet content, right? I agree. I think it's important for us to kind of get this tie. If a corporation understands the importance of financial education and can create content that entertains me and is educational, it is a win. We need more of that. Absolutely. I give it five stars. It is available. That's just a made up thing, but I'm giving it five stars. We don't have a scale. It's just five stars. That's going to be the most. And um, it's available on Crackle, which I also never watched. I had to download it just to watch this. But Crackle is free. There's some ads, but Crackle is free. Jason, your final thoughts? I recommend everyone checking it out. It is a free app, so you're not spending any money to enjoy the show. Awesome. So keep at it, guys. We think you're doing great. Jason, where can people catch up with you? You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. That's where I'm most active at Frugal. That's P-H-R-O-O-J-L. And you can also converse with me via the website, frugal.com. Jason, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. This was fun. Yes. And everyone, follow Jason, follow me on Instagram at BobbyRebel1 and DM me what other shows you want us to talk about on the show. We're going to do a bunch of episodes in this Summer Watch series. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Money Tips for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media, LLC. Editing and production by Steve Stewart. Guest coordination, content creation, social media support, and show notes by Ashley Wall. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as show transcripts, by going to my website, bobbyrebell.com. You can also find an incredible library of hundreds of previous episodes to help you on your journey as a financial grown-up. The podcast and tons of complimentary resources associated with the podcast is brought to you for free, but I need to have your support in return. Here's how you can do that. First, connect with me on social media at bobbyrebell1 on Instagram and bobbyrebell on both Twitter and on Clubhouse, where you can join my Money Tips for Grownups Club. Second, share this podcast on social media and tag me so I can thank you. 
You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. And you know what? It really motivates others to subscribe. You can also support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grown-up friends and treating yourself as well. And most of all, help your friends on their journey to being financial grown-ups by encouraging them to subscribe to the podcast. Together, we got this. Thank you for your time and for the kind words so many of you send my way. See you next time. And thank you for supporting Money Tips for Financial Grownups.